Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Scott Carson, aka The Note Guy. Scott's been an active real estate investor since 2002, solely focused on the distressed mortgage and note industry since 2008, where he buys and sells non-performing mortgages directly from banks and hedge funds on properties all across the country, the United States of America. Scott is the CEO of WeCloseNotes.com in Austin, Texas, and he has purchased over a billion dollars in distressed debt for his own portfolio. Holy crap! and purchase assets in over 30 states across the United States while helping thousands of other real estate investors to make money along the way. So he's not just out there taking, 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 he's also pouring into others and showing them, hey, here's how I did it, here's how you could do it too. He's a highly sought after speaker on distressed debt, marketing, raising private capital. Now you get that I'm speaking about his business, but we're not here to talk about his business and real estate and all that today. He is our featured guest on your first 100K for podcasters because you're a podcaster, you're listening, you're out sharing value in the world. You're like, Joseph, that's what I'm doing. I'm pouring value into my industry, into people, and I want to help them to share their value in the world. But darn it, I'm struggling to make money with my podcast. How do I monetize this? I'm in year one. I'm wrestling with it. What are the tips? What are the hacks? What are the secret sauce that other podcasters are using that I can employ into my business? That's why Scott's here. He's going to tell you how he made his first $100,000 in the past 17 months. He's only been doing this for 17 months with this show. That's good news for you. So Scott, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, man, Joseph, thank you so much for having me. Honored to be here and honored to give back as best I can. And I, uh, what's funny is I've been teaching, you know, distressed note investing for, golly, going on almost 10 years now. But, you know, I'm a big believer that you get 10, you 10 extra business by giving back, by sharing people, sharing your, your, your failures along the way, sharing your trials and tribulations to help people have a much faster learning curve versus something that's drawn out. And especially in the notes space here, I know there's a lot of podcasters listening that have different podcasts, whether it's video like YouTube or it's audio or it's a crossover of both. Uh, I, in my 
arena of business, it's a very niche area. I mean, it's not like fix and flip housing or landlords or rentals. There may be a total of maybe like five to 10,000 total distressed note investors out there. So I'm, I'm a very, very small niche. There's only maybe two or three podcasts on what we do as, as a, in the real estate industry. So uh, I'm here to help give anything I can to those out there that are in a niche or looking to really monetize their time and make it worth their while. I love it. So Podcast Nation, that's right. I just named you Podcast Nation. That just happened right here. I just created it. So Podcast Nation, Scott's going to talk about the niches, right? You hear the saying, the niches are in the, the riches are in the niches. Can you, does that apply to podcasting? I think it well, totally we're does. We're going to find out, but not yet. All right. But first, Scott, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Mm, um, something that most people don't know. I'm uh, actually got was or, ordained as a minister about nine years ago. Yep, ordained as a minister and uh, have performed 22, 23 weddings in four different countries. Got it. What type of uh, minister? I'm so curious. Non-denominational. Wait, are you blessing me right now? I'm sorry. Were you blessing me right there? Yes, I was actually blessing you. Got it. Thank you. My dad actually had a seminary degree and, uh, and was a deacon in our churches growing up and stuff like that. Uh, self-employed on the local hardware store for golly 20 years for the most part, worked six days a week. And then the one day was for the house or going to church as best we could. And when he passed, golly, going back about 15 years ago now, that's when I went out and got online ordained just as a, a sign of respect for my father. Wow. Uh, I don't go to church very often, but I am, I do have a lot of faith. I believe that God guides all of us. Mm. And even in the good and bad times when in entrepreneur, there's things that don't work out and we all get upset about it. But I think there's just a plan and uh, that we don't control that helps us on our path to success. So uh, success comes on his timeline, not always on ours. I love it. So Podcast Nation, Scott just dropped some faith right into this conversation. If you listen to First 100K, right, you get that you got to bring faith into your business. What are your beliefs? What do you stand for? What's your morality? If you're leaving that outside of your business, you're showing up like split down the middle, right? You're incongruent. So just bring in whatever that is, whole and complete, and be unapologetic about it. Scott, let's get down to business. My listeners love to know from your podcast. How much gross revenue did you do in the past 12 months, approximately? Uh, about 125,000, actually. 125, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, listen, this is no small achievement in the podcasting space, especially when you're less than two years old with your podcast. Really fantastic. All right. How long did it take you uh, specifically to cross the 100K mark uh, with your podcast? So it's, it's kind of funny is we started doing a Facebook live back in November 1st of 2016, just to touch base and, and use Facebook live as a way to communicate. It wasn't a podcast idea. It was just a six minute thing. And we did that for nine months before one of my friends convinced me to start the, the note closer show podcast. And so we did our launch our first episode, August 20th of 2017. We've been doing for 17 months now <clears throat> in March of last year, I'd attended an event and I really was like, God, I got to figure out a way to monetize this better. And I was fortunate enough, I reached out to some of our vendors that we work with on a regular basis with our education side, and they were willing to sponsor the podcast. So I got three sponsors to immediately sponsor it at a grand a month. They got a show. And so that was a nice way to bring in 36 grand right there. 
How many listeners did you have where they saw value in putting $1,000 a month into your show? We were over 12,000 a month in downloads. Okay, got it. Let's step back for a second, okay? Because I think it, like for the new podcaster or the podcaster that's in year one and struggling right now, they're like, well, I don't have 12,000 listeners. How do I get to my listener base first, right? So speak to that. So I'm a big believer that we all are in the media business. We're not just in the podcasting business. I'm not just in the real estate side and outside. I run a media company. We're all in marketing these days. And so I don't look at just as my downloads on iTunes or downloads on all across the podcasting platform as, as the only thing we market. We also still do a Facebook live, share the, the recording live to Facebook. And we shared across like seven different pages in the last uh, 12 months. We've had 110,000 views on the Facebook lives. We also share the video and upload it to YouTube and then also Vimeo.com. And we've had another 80,000 plus views across both of those channels. All right. So that's over 260,000 extra views in that way. So we, add that to the fact that, hey, we're getting 12,000 views per month, you know, average of this. And so that helps boost it. It also helps us drive traffic to the podcast. So you're using multiple platforms, right? To distribute your content, to distribute your media. How did you pick those three specifically? Like, why did you pick those and say, I'm putting all my eggs in these three baskets? Well, because it's just easy share. It's an easy share button. You know, I use Zoom to record most of my podcast, my guests on. It's easy to do a Facebook Live, share to it. And then I want to make sure and upload my videos to the place where they're going to be seen. YouTube is the number second search engine out there, the number two most visited page. You know, iTunes isn't even the top like 100. So that's the thing most people don't realize. I see a lot of podcasters that just post it to iTunes. Like, where's my traffic? I'm like, well, you've got to go out where your traffic's at. So we share it to other specific like real estate pages too, like uh, biggerpockets.com, which is a big investor website. Uh, we also make sure and, and share it across uh, our, our website. We transcribe the full episode. So it helps with the SEO optimization, you know, and we create a blog about that. And then of course we create nice, real great looking infographics that we share across our social media pages as well too. So uh, I, I take something, one piece of content, the, the podcast, and we share it across seven or eight platforms with that single piece. So that's, mm. that's we, we cross pollinate. I want to go where people are, cause some people are more visual. They want to watch it. Other people are want to listen to it. Other people want to read it. You know, so you have to really keep that in mind. It's not everybody. <laughs> well, I wish everybody knew what a podcast is. Uh, our, our audience being 35 to 65 college educated homeowners. They're not the most familiar sometimes with how to download a podcast. So we, find them any way we can, whether through YouTube or Google or Facebook. And then that helps them, you know, get, get attached or I say get hooked on what we have to offer. And then they become raving, uh, raving fans. Cause uh, so. So that's the gateway drug. That's how you get them in, get them hooked, get them addicted, man. You want some of this Scott juice, man. You want the Scott yeah. All right. So let's step back for a second. Um, what I, here's what I want to ask you. What are your top three tips or, or strategies that you employed or deployed into your podcast that got you from zero to monetize like really fast? What are those top three things? If you step back to 17 months ago, just present yourself there for a moment and really speak right to our listener. Give them three things they can do right now in their business to start getting that cash flow dripping in. 
So he, the, the biggest thing I did, I remember, it was in March of last year. I came home from a tra the Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego, and they were talking about starting a membership site. And I was already starting to have emails come in from people. Hey, we love the show. Love what you're doing. I said, what can I do to offer up a little bit extra as a membership site? So I said, let's do something. We'll call it the WCN membership, We Close Notes membership for our podcast, $97 a month. We'll provide an extra coaching webinar just for those members. And then we'll send out fun swag to them every month. And the swag might be a book that one of our guests that came on and they gave us about 100 copies of the books. Or we'll go out and buy books from people, you know, at their cost, three to four bucks, ship it out to them. We'll do stickers, t-shirts, you know, uh, cups. I did backpacks. Literally the stuff that I buy ends up costing me less than like 30 bucks total because we buy it in bulk and, we, and then the shipping, we drop ship it direct, direct to them. So in between March and April, we had uh, 92 people sign up at $97 a month. Dude, you went 10 grand like a month. In a month. Okay. Podcast Nation. Did you get that? Because like, I didn't want to sell individual t-shirts at 20 bucks a pop. That doesn't help me. And I know a lot of podcasters, when I've gone to different events, like, oh yeah, I'm selling swag when I go to an event. I'm like, why do that? You, we all have royal, you know, raging fans that listen to us on a regular basis that want to be involved. They want to be a part of it. So that's what we did. We just planned out basically 12 months of swag for the most part. And it sells itself. We ship it out in our, our bags that are lo uh, labeled for us. People love stickers, you know, like stupid stickers they fight over. Uh, so let me ask you this. Um, for our listener who wants to go kind of look at how you did your membership site because they want to create one for themselves, what's the URL of that? Uh, we, it, basically, if you go to weclosenotes.com mm -hmm. and then look for the WCN membership in our, in our, uh, in our cart. It'll kind of explain what it is, but we use something very simple. We use Basecamp, which is basically a free service. Mm -hmm. and so we put everybody that's a member into Basecamp and they can share back and forth the webinars that we do specifically once or twice a month, just for those are also included there. So they can go back and watch it. It's all private. So they got to have a, a password to kind of get into it, but it's their opportunity to spend a little bit more time with us. They get stuff that nobody else does, t-shirts, things like that. And they're wearing it out to different other people's events, kind of like, you know, I won't say my competition, but other non Scott Carson note events. Sure. And then they're taking selfies with the WCN crew t-shirts or the hats or the sunglasses. So least. this is free Salesforce for you. Oh, they're going so out marketing your stuff as your raving fan. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing you have no problem with one of my listeners going to your site. We notes.com checking out the WCN right? Community and signing up. The only way they're going to get access to see what you're doing is they got to pay the $97 a month. So Podcast Nation, like go in and invest 97 bucks, right? Yeah. And, and then model what Scott is doing, right? Because as podcasters, we'd like to model each other and see what's working. Scott, I know before you came on my show, you saw my seven steps uh, that are mandatory in my interview guide. What was that like for you when I made you jump through seven hurdles in order to be a guest on my show. What was that experience like for you? Hang on, can you hear it? Can you hear it again? Hang on. Because I love systems. I love making things very system systematized. And so I have used Zoom for my podcast. I've used BeLive before for my podcast. And it's been back and forth. And literally seeing that coming from me, he's like, he's using the same registration link for all the people. He's using the same thing. I can, I can do the same thing. I need to quit being trying to be unique and use something that makes and saves my time because 
if I can save five minutes an hour or five minutes a day, it adds up to days at the end of the year. And so that's the thing is I saw that stuff and I'm like, oh, those symptoms, those are simple things that I can do that saves my time to be focused on what other things I want to. And plus it gives everybody that's being a, a guest, listen, Stephanie, I'd already subscribed to your podcast, was already an avid listener. I'd already left your review, but I was like, that's a great reminder because we can all agree people get busy and forget to go do that. And so we've already implemented some similar things on our podcast for our guests as well too. So that's awesome. So podcast nation, that's exactly it, right? Scott, before he became a guest on this show right here, right now, he looked at my seven step system and said, shoot, I want to model that. That's going to free up my time. And as a podcaster, I got to say, I am a lazy ass person, like naturally lazy. And people go, no, you're not like you hustle and you work so hard. I'm like, yeah, I work really hard for a short amount of time so that I could go back to being lazy again. And that's why I look for systems and processes to automate my life, to automate my podcasting, because I don't want to sit there and email 50 different people the same type of messaging. I just don't, right? And I don't want to sit there and book each guest in individually with a special message to each guest. No offense, this is a business. My time is valuable. So unless you're paying me, you're not getting my time. That's just how it's, how it's going to happen, right? So like this cleans it up. It's like, first off, I'm putting the work on my guest. You're getting to come on my show and promote your stuff, right? To the listener base that I built through my sweat and tears. Why would I not make you do the work? Why am I going to do the work? So I'm just putting that out there for you as a podcaster to start looking and asking yourself that question. Like, hey, what are some things where I can free up my time and put it on, uh, put some of the responsibility on the people that are getting value out of my content? There's nothing wrong with that. Scott, what shows up for you in that? Oh, man. Just, just the, the simple things. I mean, this business, I, I preach this to my students all the time. Keep it simple, silly. It, the KISS method. It's the same thing when it comes to podcasts. Let's try to put things in place. Whether it's in, And the beautiful thing is like, hey, you literally outlined, hey, if you want to, hey, feel free to donate to Patreon. Feel free to help us with the show. Hey, here's, here's the different levels of sponsorship. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I need to add that to mine, too but you're not afraid to ask. And I think a lot of podcasters, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to ask for the sale. I was just talking to somebody who, who we're good friends with, who's been a, a life coach for years. It's probably the most elder person at um, the new media summit where we originally met. And she's got all these products on her website. And I'm asked, she called me for advice and monetization. I was like, well, first of all, you need to listen to Joseph's podcast, which is a good one. I said, but you have all these products. Are you actually mentioning this on your radio show? She's like, no. I'm like, well, how do you know people are going to buy unless you ask? Um, I had a good fortune a couple episodes in November. I posted say, and I talked about I have a coaching program. Say, so, hey, I got a coaching program. I've got like two spots available for November till we have it again in January if you're interested. Boom. Well, literally, I, it's a small thing. 15 grand a piece is what it costs for somebody to come spend three days with me one-on-one, -on -one, right? For my note business. I had seven people in my November class, three of them signed up because of the podcast. That's 45 grand for a weekend. And if I had never mentioned it, they would have been listening. They were glad to listen, but they would never take in the step to go ahead and sign up for it. And I was like, oh, that's, I got I to gotta mention it all the time now. So Scott, this is brilliant. And, and Podcast Nation, I really want you to hear this. What Scott's doing is he's leveraging his show, Call It Online, and he's funneling that into offline products, which is his coaching business, his coaching service, where he actually shows up 
gives his time to people or lets them come spend time with him at 15 grand a pop. That's not a nickel, right? But listeners, he's, he's leveraging his audience who already know, like, and trust him. Why? Because they download his show every week. And they're getting to see who is Scott. Do I like this guy? Do I trust this guy? Does he know his stuff? Is he adding value to me? So if you're doing that already for your audience, but you're scared to ask them for the sale, like Scott's saying, get over yourself. Just get over yourself because that's what it comes down to. Because until you start asking for the sale, you're going to run out. You're going to run empty because you're not going to make money. And money is necessary. It's the fuel for the business machine to keep running. You got to have cash flow coming in. So Scott, thank you for speaking to that. All right. So top three tips you said, number one, start a membership site. You did that at $97 a month that immediately created 10 grand in new revenue for you, bro. That's mm -hmm. huge. And I'm guessing it was a really high profit margin because your costs were really low on that. All right. What's your number two tip that uh, Podcast Nation can get right into immediately this week? A asking for the sale. If you've got something, an online class or a three-day workshop, you don't have to, you don't have, to have a, a big hotel event. Like you just got back from a big event down in Miami, thousands of people at, right? Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We do a lot of online events through Zoom, like webinars, and we'll do a two-day, three-day event. And that's a great way if you've got a niche in the health industry or fitness or you know, whatever your niche may be that you fall into, you could bring, you know, five to six or maybe 10 people together for three days and sell tickets to an online event, give everybody an hour, hour and a half to speak. We do uh, online workshops all the time. We'll have like, we do one twice a year called note camp. We'll have 500 to 1500 people that are paid attendees of it. And we do a lot of promotions through our podcast that drive people to sign up from that because they're listening in because they hear it and they're like, Oh my gosh, you offer a class. I want to learn more. I want to be a part. I want to learn more about what you're doing. I like what you're providing. And so keep that in mind. I know if you're a comedy podcast or history podcast, a little bit different, but if you've offered something up, some type of coaching or offer some type of experience or knowledge, people will pay for your knowledge or experience. And you have to realize that, that, and this is something I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with nobody's going to start valuing your time until you value your time. That's it. I love it. I love it. This is such a big lesson for people to get. Stop giving away your time for free. You only get limited time on this planet and then you're dead. Like, just get that. You're dead. It's over. And then you're looking back and I'll bet one of your regrets on your deathbed is I should have charged for my time <laughs> to all those people that kind of didn't matter much. They were there to take, take, take from me. And that's not to make anybody wrong, but that's to say, if you're out giving value, you got to value yourself and your own worth and ask people, ask people to pay you. You never know. They just may. It's so interesting. <laughs> okay. What's your number three top tip? Number three, top tip to monetize this week to get it going. Scott, what, it, what can they do? The next thing is reach out to your vendors. If you use a company on a regular basis or you have a subscriber service that you use, don't be afraid to reach out to them and offer them a, either as a sponsorship to what you're doing. Because if you have a really small niche, but it's a highly, uh, you know, highly valuable niche, people want to be in those niches. So don't be afraid to reach out to potential vendors that you work with on a regular basis, or even maybe people they don't have, won't pay you a, a vendorship, but maybe they'll do an affiliate split with you. 
So you can still promote their product and get a cut of sales. Maybe it's 30% or 25% off or something like that. A lot of companies are glad, are looking for brand ambassadors to be affiliates to do that. So that's another thing that we do as well. Some of our vendors don't want to be sponsors, but they'll offer us a nice like 35% affiliate split off a thousand dollar sale. That's 350 bucks. That, that works for me. I'll have them on once a month to talk about it. They sell one product that whole month. It's, you know, it's basically worth it. I like it, man. You know, uh, one of my buddies, he does a, uh, a, a podcast for high-end golf resorts. Mm-hmm. And he's become the authority in the space with it, right? And, and I was like, dude, how many listeners you got? And he's like, a thousand. I was like, that sucks. And he's like, does it? He goes, it's a thousand facility managers of high-end luxury resorts. Like that is my niche ideal client. I got a thousand of them that listen to my show and just suck in everything that I share with them. He goes, guess who I'm marketing to you to? And then he's got his other business offline that he go, he offers his products and services to that ideal client that he can serve for their high-end luxury golf resorts. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's not chasing tens of thousands or millions of listeners on iTunes. He's chasing the one, right? He, he's just going for a thousand. So Podcast Nation, I really want you to hear that example and ask yourself, wait a second, are you saying that I could just go one niche lower or deeper and get really clear on who my audience is and then go for a smaller audience, but it's going to be a high conversion rate? because I'm speaking right to their needs. Yes, that's exactly what's being said here. Scott, what shows up for you in that? It's, it's, it's just, it's so truthful, man. You have to be willing to, that's another thing, asking for the sale, you know, talking to people about it, just getting the word out what you're doing. And then, you know, the, the, the tighter in that you can focus on who your actual listener is, the more valuable it is. And knowing, we talk about the avatar, but knowing what their habits are, knowing their age groups, knowing when they're listening to your show or knowing when they're looking at on Instagram or Facebook at your views and things like that too. The, the, the smaller you can dive down, the more intricate you can find out what do they buy online? You know, what are they, what are their interests outside of your stuff? What else are they listening to? You know, you can see a lot of those great features and that's, that's a, a really viable aspect for you. Cause now you're not talking to a thousand people. You have to imagine that you're talking to one or two people and, answering their specific questions. And that really adds a lot of value to your podcast because you can be a lot more focused on your message and your episodes versus being generalized across the board. Because I think a lot of people, when they're listening to new podcasts, they want to get specific nuggets out of that podcast. If it's going to be general in nature, uh, they're not going to be as loyal. But if they're getting specific nuggets from you on a regular basis, can be very loyal. And then the, the best thing that you can do from that is just be consistent too. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. stop Podcasting. (laughs) I love it, man. We got the cameo out of here. All right. So podcasted nation, like what Scott just said is exactly, if you may connect the dots, exactly what I'm doing for you right now. I'm giving you the nuggets. I'm answering the questions that are in your head. How does Scott monetize this? How do you get the listeners? How did he do this? I'm asking the questions so you don't have to. Well, guess what you're going to do? You're going to show up next week because you want more of this goodness, right? That's exactly it. And I've honed it down to podcasters. How do you make your first 100K in podcasting? Don't you want to know that? 90-something percent of podcasters are struggling to make their first 100K, pretending they're not. 
That's just the truth of the matter. I'm serving a very unique niche. And it's going to be a super epic, powerful niche. Why? Because they have shows. They have influence. So once they start coming to me as a source of information for this, this is a brand new show. But once they start coming, guess what? They're going to be like, dude, I want to, I want, how do we do this? I want this. Can I get more of you? The answer is yes, for a very high price. You can get more of me. All right. So Scott, let's, uh, let me ask you this question, dude. How do you continue to really stay motivated, to stay inspired, and most importantly, to stay in action through the obstacles and challenges that can make you feel defeated, dude, as you're building mm. your podcast? That's such a great question because I know so many entrepreneurs deal with that. Not just podcasters at Podfade, but entrepreneurs as a whole. I set goals for myself. I think you've got to be motivated by goals. You've got to put some things out there. And I, I'm not saying go set yourself 30 goals because you're not going to reach 30 goals. I'm talking maybe one, two or three specific goals that you set a date for that are actionable. I don't think you should set something that's so huge that you've never reached before. Like I'll give you an example. I love it. Your first 100K. Hey, 100K is reachable. If, you were, if you've never made 100K, you wouldn't want to go out and make, set a goal for making a million bucks. But you've got to be able to hit that level and then move up a level. So I set a lot of specific goals for myself, specifically, not a lot, but specific one or two or three goals. Basically, this year for my podcast, I set the goal of being a guest on 100 shows for the year. And I've already booked myself onto 32 shows, this being one of them for the, for the new year. And I what did that. What number am I? You were number, you were number, actually the 12th show I've been on for the year. Yes. So yes. Yeah. And yes. that's within 30 days, Podcaster Nation. Within 30 days, he's been on 12 shows already. Like you get that? He's going to hit his number. That's fantastic. So I love that. So uh, go ahead. One way that I did that, though, I think might be valuable to everybody is I was sitting at home in November watching football on a Sunday night and just flipping around through online like LinkedIn. I just, well, I wonder how many podcast hosts are on LinkedIn. So I typed in real estate or in the podcast host first on LinkedIn. It pulled up 369,000 podcast hosts. All right. Your gears are already turning. I see that, Joseph. Okay. Then I typed in real estate below that. And it dropped it from 369,000 to like 15,000. All right. So I said, okay, I'm going to connect with 100 podcast hosts that are in the real estate. So I just set an invite. The next morning, 40 of them had accepted my connection. So I sent direct messages to those people with a short two minute video about what I, I'm a great speaker on on podcasting. And it's just a short little pitch video that I recorded. And that way I was just copy pasting the same message. I'd have to rewrite it every time. By five o'clock that night, out of 40 of those people that responded, 32 of them had responded with a yes. Oh, we'd love to have you on the show. Okay. That was through November. So like I was everywhere in December and the first part of January, really driving my audience because I would rather get on somebody's show has a thousand listeners because now I'm talking in front of a thousand people to that thing. So that's why I set a goal for the year 2019 to be on a hundred shows because it's helped me not only be better podcaster is I'm getting other shows. It also helps drive my message and drive sales because listen, oh, I like what that guy has to say. I'll listen to his podcast and go from there. That's awesome. Brilliant. Great example. All right. So let me ask you this and then we're going to go into my fun part of the show, my super fun part. All right. What are you struggling with right now as a podcast host? Like get real, get vulnerable. Don't try to look good. What are you struggling with right now that you wish you weren't maybe? Yeah, I'm like some people. I, there's days I walk in, I'm like, man, what am I talking about today? You know, because my show is a mixture of me providing lessons, a little nugget each day, and then also 
interviews, having people on. So I sometimes will struggle with the content for the week, just like anybody else. Okay, what am I gonna talk about today? You know, like this morning, I didn't know what I was gonna talk about in my podcast episode this morning until uh, eight o'clock this morning. And so that's one of the biggest things I struggle with is, is okay, let's stick to a schedule. Let's try to make sure every lesson builds upon itself. Uh, trying to get guests on as well, because we are kind of a niche aspect of what we do. And I want to stay true to that niche. I mean, I get bombarded with a lot of guests that come on and that are in other real estate shows, but they don't fit a niche for my audience. You know, they're too general in nature. And so that's the thing. Some people get upset. I'm like, I'm sorry, we're just a niche in what we do. So that's, that's the big thing. Um, can, I, can I contribute to that? Yes, Joseph, please do. All right, got it. Uh, I don't know if you've done this already, but something I did early on, as soon as I got a guest to say yes, I asked for five, uh, an email introduction to five referral uh, guests, right? Because no, right? No, they're all within the same circle. Sure. And right there, I would get three to four additional guests from that one ask. I would just three exit or five exit. As soon as you get the yes, go for the second yes. People just say yes. They want to help. Um, so have you done that before or not yet? I just actually implemented that on Friday. It's funny. Fantastic. Literally introduced me to seven other people. Oh, yeah, it's, it's super effective. So just 10x that that you're doing everywhere and just get those referrals coming in. Before you know it, you're just going to have like your calendar will be packed, right? All right, so uh, let's go into my favorite part of the show. I don't know what to call it yet. I, I know what to call on the other show, but uh, the monetization round. No, it's not even that. But I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer. Each is just for fun, Scott. Don't overthink it. It just lets us get to know you just a little more. Scott, what's your favorite sound? Oh, so, uh, my, my dog barking at me. Got it. What's your least favorite sound? Baby's crying. Got that. What are you most afraid of? Snakes. <laughs> what did you spend way too much time doing your first year podcasting? Mm, I spent too much time doing my own marketing for it. I should have streamlined it with Buffer and some other systems. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret what? Feud or fear? What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, uh, secret fear. Um, I would say basically that I'm not providing value. That always drives me mm. to try to make sure I'm providing good value to people. Gotcha. What do you, what do you wish you had learned sooner in podcasting? To get started sooner. <laughs> to start sooner. Yeah. Start sooner. Exactly. You're, you know, just just do it. I think it's the biggest thing. Is I don't. Nobody likes their first couple epo, episodes, and so I, the same I like to call embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. That's what I say. You got to go through the suck, man, and then suck less every time. Well, what do I do after that? Suck less. What do I do next? Suck less. That's it. What's a new habit you want to form, bro? Uh, be, uh, we talked about a little bit before being more vegetarian in our diet, in my diet, getting rid of more and more of the, the meat and processed foods. We're, I'm trying to go much more vegetarian for my health. Awesome. And what's a bad habit you want to break? I still like a good cigar every once in a while. Ah, uh, so do I. We'll smoke one in Tampa. You see that temptation? I, 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 I got a good Cuban. I just put some temptation out there. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Motivated, energetic, truthful to a fault. Pick three words to describe who you are when you first started your podcast. Motivated, excited, and um, just uh, entrepreneurial. Got it. And last question, Scott. If you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends, look at kids in the eyes, and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Don't be afraid to fail. Life is about the memories that we make along the way. 
and we make a lot we, we we learn faster by the more mistakes that we make along the way there you go go make some mistakes out there podcaster nation any final wisdom what's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100k in podcasting the only thing you guarantee by not trying something is failure so if you aren't making anything and you've never asked anything you're going to continue to do that so the only way you get better at monetizing your podcast is to literally ask to go out and make those offers or to talk to the vendors. So if they tell you no, great. You're one no closer to a yes. I love it. Fantastic. And I acknowledge the landscapers have arrived outside my office here. So if you're getting any background noise, that's what it is. Scott, what's the best way for Podcaster Nation to get in touch with you, sir? Really easy. Just go to weclosenotes.com. That's my website. Everything is on there. Contact information, social videos. Our podcast is the Note Closers Show. So you can check that out. But go to weclosenotes.com. Very easy to do that. Now, Scott, you started a mastermind for podcasters, dude. What is it you want to offer some of my listeners right now? So we offered, it was kind of funny. Uh, we offered up a, a, a mastermind and it bombed. It's a funny thing. You've seen the email. Literally, this is like to start last week. Totally bombed. So we, we had like one person sign up and it was not worth our time to do it for one person monthly. So what we did is like, listen, that's fine. We'll just put it, it's not the right time to launch it right now. Let's spend a little bit more time developing what's gonna go into it, going to a couple other events and then going from there. But our, our goal isn't to be like a $20,000 mastermind. It's to literally bring people together like you and me and others that are looking to do it. And we've decided instead of doing something monthly, to do a quarterly like two day event where we get together and just hang out in a round table fashion and really start visiting each other. So you can check it out. It's called podcast peeps mastermind. We got a Facebook page for that. Um, or drop me an email at Scott at we and we can put you on the list when we have our event scheduled for you. So that's podcast peeps mastermind.com peeps P as in Paul E E P as in Paul S. All right. You know what? I love that you just shared a mistake right? That you just put it out there and said, Hey, I just tried to start a mastermind. And I bet you thought it was going to be the next jam. That thing was going to work and it bombed. And yep. listen, podcaster nation. That's awesome. That Scott shared that try things, some bombs, some go places, right? But just start putting it out there and stop being scared of making mistakes. Just face the suck. Scott. Awesome. Awesome. First guest for this show. Thank you for being here, brother. And I look forward to seeing you in Tampa. Um, thanks for being on the show. God bless. Thanks, man. Honored. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.